Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of January 31st, 2023. Tonight is an interesting night because tonight is our first podcast without our dear commissioner. He is on assignment. He is currently, I believe, raising money to be the largest bagman in ULM history. We wish him the best at this. Absolutely. We wish him the best. I assume that ULM bagman money is basically $50 in Piggly Wiggly gift cards, and you can run <laughs> that program. Absolutely. We're going to pay you, you in nothing but Dr. Pig. Oh God, Doctor Pig, and what's the what's the other one? Mountain Thunder is that their Mountain Dude? It's like Mountain Thunder or Yellow or Thunder Yellow or something. There is a Mountain Thunder. I don't know which off brand or you know, s- which which store brand soda it's associated with. It feels very Krogery, but I'm not sure if that's Kroger or not. But yeah, there is definitely a Mountain Thunder. I think you're right because I feel like it's from my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never actually been in a Piggly Wiggly. It's all right. It's it's Mountain Yeller. Oh, Ooh. great! <laughs> citrus citrus flavored soda with other natural flavors. Sure. I just there are things I associate with the word Yeller thanks to old Disney movies, and I don't want to drink any of them. No, I assume I I assume you put down the pig. <laughs> <laughs> you put down the pig afterwards. It's made with rattlesnake venom. I, I assume so, too. I'll do introductions this time. My name is Jordan. I'm VP of whatever. <laughs> and with me tonight is Beth and sp- recreational spreadsheeter Kevin. Kevin, how are you doing tonight? I am good. I'm uh, mildly irritated. I'm going to anger all of our non-Florida listeners here, but I'm angry that it's too warm for me to have my windows open here today. Gotcha. <laughs> No, I, I get that. That makes that makes total sense. It was 40 degrees on Sunday, and it's like 85 today. And this is an incredibly privileged complaint, but can I have a winter? <laughs> you get real winter in Jacksonville, though, which is nice. You get real seasons, sort of. You get southern seasons. Uh, Kind of, sort of. We get two weeks of winter in like two-day intervals randomly. between new year's and the end of february and then we get one week of fall in like late march where all the leaves real or all the trees realize we need to get rid of these leaves to grow new (laughs) ones and everything comes down all at once it's kind of awesome and kind of horrible at the same time (laughs) i have been dealing with an ice storm in dfw i'm glad that my internet and power is working currently i have a child in the next room and i am speaking not in my usual loudness because my door is open so i can hear him if something happens so this is gonna be a fun one (laughs) Beth, how are you? Uh, Everything is great up here in Pennsylvania. We are in the midst of uh, our 12th season of the year, which is somewhere between midwinter and the great mud season. So all is well. Right now, I'm just trying to mentally and emotionally prepare myself for the Varmint Weather Prognostication Day, since I do. Oh, yes. It's coming soon. Yeah, it is coming very soon. So... It, it, there's a lot of prep that has to happen here for that. We all have to, you know, like there's several days you need to spend in meditation. Um, which so. varm, which varmint do you do you follow? I know uh, there are multiple ones. There are multiple ones. I am very clearly in the footprint of Punxsutawney Phil, the OG varmint. And in fact, I have met a few of the people in the inner circle. So I've heard they're very clear that like canonically, this is the only Punxsutawney Phil that's ever existed. Yes. Yes. The, like this one rodent has been around forever. Correct. He is he is an infinite rodent. He speaks his own language. Those in the inner circle also speak the language of the eternal rodent, and his wisdom is passed down in just terrible meter to them every year, and for which we are <laughs> grateful. So yeah, I'm just like we're in preparation for that. It's a big week for us here, and so like I will be happy to tell all of you what your weather is about to be. I'm excited, Andrew. How are you? Good. Just joined, came from the hockey game. We had 26 seconds of three-on-three overtime, which feels pretty sicko. Everybody was getting all excited for it to start, and then it was over. Golden goal overtime is so is so weird like that. It's so exciting until just 30 seconds in. Boop. Done. There was a collective sigh from the crowd. It was uh, very, very climactic in a weird way, but also anticlimactic because it was the other team that won. That's always the most whelp moment in sports. I literally said well to my friend. <laughs> well, like you just kind of watch everybody go, huh? Mm. Okay. Beth, I'm going to start with an apology to you. <laughs> this had better be real. I... <laughs> Don't apologize. Double down. So, 
so Pitt put out their schedule, mm-hmm. and I liked how they did it. They did it like Jeopardy style. It was very, I was very excited about that. And I said it made me very excited. Out of a scale of one to nine, it made me a thirteen out of nine. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. you took that the wrong way. Really? Yeah. But <laughs> in what way exactly should I have taken it? I'm just saying that out out of nine. A totally I, normal scale that most I people totally, measure by. Every, everyone uses nine. Right. I have nine fingers. <laughs> nine fingers. See? Uh-oh. As I'm trying to hold up and hold one down appropriately. <laughs> and so as, as a nine-fingered individual, I use base nine for a lot of things. Sure. And so technically, one three uh-huh. in base nine is not 13, which is that's uh-huh. probably why you took it wrong. Oh, okay. It's probably why you took it wrong. Yeah, yeah, that might have been why I took it wrong. It's very possible. It's very possible that when I thought when I saw the very normal scale of you know of out of nine, I thought to myself, you know, the most logical place to put anything on that scale would be the second largest prime number after that. Like that, yes. that makes sense to me. That's just mm-hmm. logical, really. I'm glad you get mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and you were in no way, you know. Uh, recognizing the event that was perhaps most emotionally crushing to members of my fan base, the thing that, I don't know, ruined my honeymoon. That's not a thing you would have no, done. Nothing, nothing I would have done. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So many so many West Virginia fans just going, I didn't need this today. This is yeah. a crime. This is... Yeah. So yeah. I was, very funny. I, I was working like- under the assumption that uh, his already struggling math brain after the... Uh, factorial tweet was just further poisoned by the responses to that which also weirdly heavily featured the numbers 13 and 9 weird (laughs) yeah well that was it keeps coming up (laughs) yeah that one was not intentional that was just the way that they have chosen to expand their uh, membership but (laughs) you know it's not my it's not my fault that that there are 13 teams in the Big 12. and How many and teams in the Big 12? <laughs> is this Quiet about you. to turn into the workout podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> Look, there's so many. Like, I wanna, no, no, no. I want to welcome everyone. Welcome to the Sickos Committee podcast, a podcast about Jordan counting. Let's hear this. <laughs> I, I, have, I have lots of skills. Uh-huh. Simple math is not one of them. You're a musician. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. I know. Well, let's go straight into some Big 12 fun because the Big 12 schedule finally released today, much to everyone's chagrin. And there were a couple of fun things. First off, West Virginia is taking on the entire city of Pittsburgh next year. Yes. Because they are playing Pitt at home and Duquesne at home. That's Come and find us. Uptown cool. and downtown. Or what would you say? Up there up there, and down up yonder. I- so you got upper and then you got Fire. down around, and upper and then upper, down around yeah. back. You're on back. Okay. Yeah. So, so we've got CMU and RMU didn't want to come play. Does Carnegie Mellon still play? Yeah. No, they play D3. I think so. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Didn't they beat Teal this year? I think so. Carnegie Mellon comes up every once in a while is because they played D1 and like went to a sugar bowl at some point. So they come up and like historical mm-hmm. dives every once in a while. I'm checking if they beat Teal. Yeah, they beat Teal. There you go. Well, okay. Let's be honest here. Everyone beat Thiel. It's that's not. That's oh. not. It's a matter of did they play Thiel? Because if they played them, they beat them. I'm just here because I care about you, Beth. <laughs> Listen, forty game losing streaks don't make themselves. Oof. Right. That was oh. just the away streak, which I believe they did snap this year. The home streak is we're still counting y'all. We we also get a triangle of hate that'll be a lot of fun. The Cincy Pitt West Virginia triangle of hate is going to be a good setup this year. We need to go through and dig out some other triangles of hate. See if we get another couple of good ones. I I was looking through it. There's I believe four in the Big Twelve that involve a nine conference team. Um, you've got Texas, Texas Tech, and Wyoming. That's uh, interesting. Texas Rice and Houston. Oh yeah. SMU TCU Oklahoma. I believe were all the ones that I found. That one's fun. The Wyoming one's just like out in the middle. Like that's a weird one, but I, I, I think I prefer that. Yeah. No, the other, the other two, you know, the, none of those were like as noteworthy as the Cincinnati Big East reunion tour. Oh, the Wyoming one's fun. The better question is why is tech opening at Wyoming? Gambling debts. 
I, I, ass- that, I assume that's so. That's always my assumption at that point. Like, I assume that there's a reason that, like, I, I don't know if we're in, like, an ankle monitor situation or what, but, like, somebody's got to go somewhere and we're not going to ask a whole lot of questions and whatever happens there, you know, hopefully nobody dies. That feels like the weirdest away non-conference in the Big 12 that I'm looking at is that Tech opens at Wyoming, which is a weird one. West Virginia opens at Penn State. You guys get Penn State, Duquesne, and Pitt three in a row. It should be completely fine. It's a choice. (laughs) That's absolutely a choice. Oh, good. And you you have Houston on a Thursday night. Yeah. (laughs) The only Big 12 Thursday game, I believe, of the entire slate. It's as if they're like, like, we need something Big Yeasty for Thursday. What should we? Ah, yes. Now, hopefully we won't get all of the, hopefully we won't get both Penn State and Pitt flexed to a Thursday like they did to us with Virginia Tech this year. Yeah. That game was really good. Remember it? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I've already pissed her off. What are you doing? (laughs) She came in angry. (laughs) She she sort of believed my base nine thing, okay? I thought I did a pretty good job explaining base nine to her. I mean, as a sicko, I enjoyed that game. I will find you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Some games of interest. My One of my favorite games is on this schedule. Right? Is, why does Rice play Texas? This is one of my absolute favorite games, a holdover from the Southwest Conference, because it is the epitome of futility. It is the epitome of, you know, it was, it was interesting enough that, and futile enough that, you know, JFK dropped it in his moon speech. To compare these great things, why do people do all these difficult things? And included, why does Rice play Texas? It is really funny for two reasons. One, I'll say I dropped that quote in the in our Twitter account and said, "Why does Rice play Texas?" And seventy five percent of the people got it, and twenty five percent of the people were like being like, "Well, you don't judge anyone else's non conference schedules. <laughs> you think this is just you're just making fun of Texas non conference schedule? Look at what Alabama's playing. Whatever." Calm the fuck down. The, the question is not why does Texas play Rice? It is why yes. does Rice play Texas? Rice yes. has the agency here, and that's important. <laughs> My argument for why this happens is JT Daniels. He so just really, really needed to play Texas for a third team in his career. <laughs> like that's the impressive thing. This will be the fir- the third time he starts against Texas at three different schools. He started for SC against Texas, started for West Virginia against Texas, and now is starting against Rice against Texas. This is almost this is almost like Bonix having to start against Georgia, or yeah, like almost like Bonix having to start against Georgia this year, almost. But this is three teams. That's wow. Oh, that's a lot. And then to complete the triangle, Texas, uh, Houston, and Rice play for the Bayou Bucket in the Mayor's Cup, which is another great rivalry game, because that is. Very much a one-sided Houston rivalry and always has been, but is a local one and very spicy. Unfortunately, it's not conference because this is as as Rice moves up to the American, Houston's moving out of the American. And Texas is and Texas is just gonna stay in the Big Twelve forever. Forever, because they're super happy there. Yeah, <laughs> they, it's going they, great. They noticed this year that of all the teams in the Big Twelve, all but two put out these like fun videos about their schedule announcements, put out like these fun interactive things, like had some fun with it. The two teams that didn't have fun with their Big 12 schedule announcement, Texas and Oklahoma. What's wrong, guys? Aren't you having fun? Aren't you aren't you happy to be here? Hey, they you know what? Oklahoma, Texas is still on the calendar. It's still on the same day. They didn't that didn't get flexed, so let's not complain. We were gonna see if the ACC network would take that game. God. Longhorn Network, baby. It's almost done. Might as well put it on there. <laughs> no, they have Oklahoma to play the 2005 just... championship game again. Oh, God. <laughs> For like Every the time. Time, No, you know what I saw? I saw the 04 Rose Bowl on there the other day, too. So they what do play these. They play, they play the games that one against Michigan. They play that one occasionally as well. Oklahoma is just putting a lot of production value into preparing for Salt Lake City in November. I'm sure they're... <sighs> thrilled that about is... that <laughs> or provo it's i'm not gonna Gallop, you. be careful be careful same metro area we have, we have people yeah. i there none of these really feel like like this really could have been a chance for the big 12 to say fuck off like like <laughs> like so long fuckers but honestly not the worst thing i think the worst one is provo in november i think that's by mm-hmm. far the worst draw yeah that they have I've... you know, the only other one is uh, Texas has to go to Ames on that same weekend. Oh, no. They are sending Oklahoma to Cincinnati. Huh? I might try to go to that game. That would be, f- that w- that's going to be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I very much wanted, you know, them to send both schools that are leaving away to all four new schools this year. I think that that would have Mm -hmm. just been the best way to just middle finger this thing. But yes. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Texas only got two of those schools at all. And, you know, it's one home, one away. Oklahoma does have three and the two of those are away, but UCF goes to Oklahoma. Yeah. So sorry, Oklahoma. Here's your bucket of skyline as you walk out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Oklahoma is also going to Tulsa. Okay. I mean, that, sure. And there's some other weird ones like Iowa State's going to Ohio, but not that one, like the Bobcats. (laughs) And Kansas is going to Nevada. Yeah. Sure, guys. Hey, we're all just doing things. Interesting. Cool, guys. We're just making choices. Yeah. And yeah. Texas I'm sure is going a... to this little school named Alabama. I've never heard of them. <laughs> I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation for all of these because in looking up some of the other games in here, I found the time that Oklahoma State went to South Alabama in 2017 because I was looking up the fact that South Alabama is going there this yeah, year. Yeah, I remember it's, that. You know, the third leg of a two for one. Um, the game was fun. Am I reading this right? That looked a lot better in 2017 than it does now for (laughs) Oklahoma State. Yeah. That's a. Is BYU going to Arkansas? Yes, Yes, they are. That should be normal. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be fine. (laughs) This one's been on my radar for a long time for two programs that are a lot more alike than either of them wants to admit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very. I was both two houses, both like in dignity. That's what I think about BYU and Arkansas. I'm excited for Wisconsin's return trip to uh, Washington State, too. That's going to be fun. Oh, God. That's Pullman. Yeah. It's just like the 16th is a heck of a weekend because you've got you've got that. You've got Kansas going to Nevada for whatever reason that's happening. We've got Kansas State, Mizzou. (laughs) Going to Mizzou. Going to Mizzou. Yeah, going to Mizzou. In St. Louis? No, uh, the Saint Lu- the Mizzou St. Louis game is Memphis this year. Um, okay, and then you've got the backyard is brawl. Also, just spiritually totally correct, normal. Memphis a totally normal game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like the sixteenth, we should. Pro- Why are we even having a podcast? We won't have anything to talk about. These are all going to be very normal games. <laughs> well, and and also, let's not let's not uh, look real fast. Uh, that's going to be a Oklahoma State that's definitely not quite sure about where they are. Playing a very feisty South Alabama team. Oh, no. <laughs> At the Rose Bowl. So we've got lots of fun things that weekend. Uh, also, uh, Keg of Nails. And also, not Keg of Nails. Uh, what's what's Miami, Ohio, and Cincinnati? The old, old, no. Something with a bucket, maybe? I don't know. Is it the bear? Yeah. Is it a, I thought it was Keg. No, that's... Um, ba- Battle of the Bricks. Is that it? No, that's another one. A oh, Victory Bell. Okay. The Victory Bell. It's a really old one. I mean, that's 126 meetings. This is an ancient Victory one. Bell. And then Baylor LIU. Our beloved Sharks are going to Waco. Is Cincinnati uh, playing Maryland? No, that's, that's that's Miami, Ohio. Oh, that's Miami, Ohio. Sorry. No, that's Miami, Ohio. Like that's a, the, I have like a tiny graphical reproduction that I'm trying to yeah. zoom into on my phone Another and it's not pretty. Logo. Yeah. Oh, look, a giant M. Huh. The other the other fun ones I see are uh, Iowa State is opening with double Iowa, which is never a great idea. No, North do I- Northern Iowa is not a great choice to open with traditionally. No, that's that's a spicy choice. Uh, the other one that it's it's the harvest season. No one wants to go far from home. I, I it must be got to keep it in state. And then Kansas State first game is good. Then they play Troy. <laughs> That should be a really great game for everyone involved. Kansas State probably should not have scheduled this game. This game this was, was scheduled in 2017 or 2018. Oh, when Troy um, was bad. Okay. Yeah, it was It was a much better idea when it was scheduled, but it's just going to be a fun game now. That's why it drives me crazy when people bitch about like strength of schedule, whatever. When you schedule things eight, ten years out, who the fuck knows who you're like, whether this team's going to exist or how good they're going to be or whatever. It's such a pain in the ass to have that conversation. My dad used to argue that if, when we were still doing the BCS and we had the strength of schedule metric built into the computers and the rest of it, that they should have just set that at whatever the strength of schedule would have been at the time that it was scheduled. And then it's just not allowed to move. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
there are times where some of the teams get credit for these games they schedule way out or they end up, you know, it ends up hurting their strength. You know, Baylor catches this shit. Okay, yeah. Like, let's look. Baylor is playing, is that Utah? Is that the W? I see Texas State. What's the second school Baylor's playing? Oh, I should know this. Utah. Right. I think I, I think it's Utah. Utah. Is it Utah? Okay. So, like, like that's a great out-of-conference schedule. Utah's a great out-of-conference schedule for them. And, okay, yeah, like, give them shit for LIU and Texas State. But, you know, Utah could be, you know, Utah could have a bad year and they don't get credit for it. And that's just, it's mm-hmm. annoying. I, I hate shit like that. We have another problem. The Raging Cajuns are missing a game. What? Yeah. <laughs> they only really? have 11 games scheduled. And they already have an FCS game on the calendar. So they're oh, in no. the problem of they either schedule another FCS game and then roll that dice. Or they have to look to see who Hawaii is playing. Because you get the extra game if you play on the island. They're the only team in FBS with a problem right now. So they need, they need to find a team to add a 13th game. Call Valparaiso like uh, New Mexico State did. Yeah, Valpo will. Valpo has proven that they will show up anywhere. Yeah, I would. I was going to say Central Arkansas for the same reason, you know, with what they were doing in the 2020 season. But yep. again, we've already, you know, we're running into the FCS problem again there. Yeah, it's it's weird that they get down to this point and still have a missing non-conference. I wonder what happened. I know that there was a lot of shuffling around once. The other couple teams joined the Sun Belt, and I wonder if this is sort of leftover from that because I'm not sure yeah. otherwise how this would happen. So yeah, I'm the, looking at the flip Hawaii's side of that was, uh, you know, JMU only played 11 games last year, right? So for the same prop for the same reason, yeah, yeah. Hawaii already has five non-conference games, and University of Albany, which is in New York, is going to Hawaii. Hey, good for you, good for, good for you, Great Danes. That's great. Get your miles. They're playing two uh, playing two Pac-12 teams. They're going to Oregon, and they're playing Stanford on the islands. And they're going to Nantucket. That's their opener, isn't it? No, they're opening at Vanderbilt. Week zero. Oh, the return. The return of the <laughs> the return of that first game this year. Hey, listen. Sometimes you have to go to the nice places so you get the Starwood preferred status. Yes. They're going to get so... The miles on this going to be great. I'm super excited mm-hmm. for them. So who is, who is Hawaii's home schedule? What is Hawaii's home schedule? Okay. Stanford, Albany, New Mexico State, Air Force, San Diego State, San Jose State, and then Colorado State. Okay. I refuse to believe that New Mexico State doesn't have an extra weekend somewhere where they could play. <laughs> All right. We're checking that next. Yeah. Where they yeah. could play. Hawaii Louisiana. already has 13 games, so they can't add another one. But but any of the teams going to the island can add a 13th. Yeah, oh, you're saying, yeah, so one of the teams going there. Basically, okay. it has to be one of the yeah. teams going to Hawaii. So, you know, New Mexico State, again, I, I have a feeling that they, they definitely have time somewhere. It's New Mexico State. They're, no, they're playing conferences here. They have a fucking conference. Yeah, but isn't there some type of, like, weird time zone skullduggery that they can get into? The Southwest right. loves that shit. Right. Yeah, that's 14 games. <laughs> we've just, we've added an extra weekend. They it's had, in the middle of October. They had <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like it's welcome to Octembler, and mm-hmm. um, this is our one week long month that yep. we celebrate here in New Mexico. It's important. They had Liberty and non conference, and they just made it a conference game. Yeah. Right? Yeah, solved it. We did it, guys. We fixed it. Hang the banner. So, getting away from scheduling, y'all, is Todd Grantham going to be Alabama's DC? I really, really hope so. <laughs> that would be so funny. I can't. I'm just going to send, put into Discord the first picture that I found of Todd Grantham, okay? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. That's all you really need to know. SB Nation has an article called Alabama Football. Todd Grantham, a, quote, realistic DC option for Nick Saban. Another, uh, another article, reportedly, quote, a viable candidate. Now, that is fucking, that is a stamp of approval. He is realistic and viable. The the article that I was reading to when I first saw tweets popping up saying this, because I was assuming that this was, you know, one of these wrong answers only kind of trending right. things. The same way that, you know, we got Brian Ferentz trending for their OC position just mm-hmm. on the other side of the ball now. The first choice is Jeremy Pruitt. The second choice <laughs> is reportedly Todd Grantham. Oh, no. 
Is Pruitt so that's on, where we're at in is the Pruitt year on their analyst staff too? Is Pruitt on their analyst analyst staff too? Because Grantham is. Grantham's in the Wayward School currently. I don't know where Pruitt is. I gotta see. I'm because still trying to get my face to do what Todd Grantham's <laughs> face is doing, and it's you're gonna need a lemon. It, it's not even that. Like he looks like he looks like a bodybuilder who's let himself go, but the muscles he's let go are not let goable because it's your face. So Pruitt in 2021 was the senior defensive assistant for the Giants, and he did not work in 2022. I wonder why. Yeah. So so clearly. Clearly, this needs to be the next DC at at Alabama. I can't believe that that's even a possibility. What is okay? Let me let me do the history now before we get into basketball, okay? Because then I'll do the I'll do the intro for the basketball stuff. So does someone have to say the thing? Yeah, I'll do it this week in college football history. that's my new sound hey everyone jordan from the future here i neglected to mention where i got this information from most of this comes from timothy p brown's article at footballarchaeology.com i don't this isn't a long one this week but i want to talk to you guys about the 1876 harvard yale game hell yeah this game was played with rugby rules they were still figuring it out because this was the second harvard yale game the first was in 75 this is the second one in 76 Harvard had beaten the crap out of the Eli's the year before, and this was game two. The reason this came around, I, I found this, was because I was looking up last week when we I had the video of them tearing down the goalposts at the Rose Bowl during the 39 Rose Bowl. And someone asked me, was that the first goalpost turned down? I said, that can't be. The generally agreed upon earliest goal pole pulled down is in this game because, quote, Yale, Roder, Yale Rooters tore down the goalposts so that Harvard should not be able to kick, to kick a goal. Oh, it's so wonderful. I love this. So they pulled them down out of spite. <laughs> but here's the thing. Was that even against the rules then? That Probably might have not. been perfectly legal. I, I, no rule. A dog can play basketball. No rule. You can't pull down the goals. <laughs> oh, man. I, now I'm hoping that they did play the very first Harvard Yale game by Airbud rules. It basically yep. was because the, the rules were absolutely just were just bonkers. Uh, I'm also going to put a picture of the that team. Yeah, there we go. Someone already put it in there for me. Do you want to hear a quote from the game? Uh, hold up. I, see if I don't get to it. Tell me. Uh, okay. This, this is the it, picture of the team. They are delightful, delightful Galeys with you are delightful not, mustaches. You cannot convince me that Sasha Baron Cohen isn't in that picture about six <laughs> times. <laughs> the other question is: Are those Phrygian caps? Sure looks like it. Yeah, like, look, look at that. Second row, like, second dude from the left. That's Sasha Baron Cohen. The guy standing I, right behind him, also Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> I see, I see Archduke Franz Ferdinand, Archduke Franz Ferdinand, Archduke Franz Ferdinand. But that's basically the same person anyways. They look, so look like the crew of a whaleboat. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. They this, might, is Mo, this is Moby Dick? This is Moby Dick, right? I mean, they might be the crew of a whaleboat. <laughs> I don't know what Harvard was like back then. Yale. This is Yale, ma'am. Oh, sorry. I should have known by the giant Y's on there, but you know. The Harvard team looks much different. So Walter Camp was playing for Yale this year as a freshman. And this game really said was kind of bizarre because Yale won the game by kicking one goal while Harvard scored two touchdowns. Because at this point, uh, the team scoring the most kicks had the won the game. The primary value of a touchdown was that it gave you the opportunity for a free kick. Yep. Ow. Ow. So, yeah. So so it was so to get the to get the you touchdown was good, but the kick was the point. Okay. Again, this was Calvin Ball rolls. So Andrew just threw a picture of Harvard into the Discord. Yep. And what I want you to notice about the Harvard team is that three of the people in that picture knew that they were taking pictures today for Harvard football and the rest of them are about to go to medieval times. <laughs> they have like corsets on or something. They're great. Yeah. Oh, it's the, full on like, ah, yes, I shall wear my doublet. The dude in the front is my favorite. Cause he's, he's nice. just, he's, just, he's like fucking the camera. Girls. Yeah. He is fucking that camera. Oh, look at that hip pop. That's just yeah. like mm. ladies. Hey baby. 
And you can also see what kind of football they were playing with in that picture because that thing is oblong, but really on the round side. Imagine kicking. It's back. also huge. <laughs> yeah. That's a ham. That's not a football. That's an actual ham. <laughs> yeah. It's not a pig skin. It's an actual pig. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things about this game was things got a bit chippy towards the end of the first half. This is from a Daily Herald article about this game. Near the close of the first inning, Clark of Yale secured the ball and was running toward the Harvard goal when Rollins endeavored to catch him and was stopped in his chase by a collision with Thompson. Rollins thought the collision was intended and at once slapped Thompson across the face. Oh. Friends that were near interfered and Rollins asked Thompson's pardon and the play went on. Friends who were near, is that, are we to assume other players? Or are we to assume that a bunch of people jumped out of the stands and they're like, oh no. Well, it would or. not be the first time, the only time that fans stormed the field during play in this game. So I think we have precedent. You know? Yes. Because, I mean, yeah, because this, this feels like the, fan, the, the audience was very involved from mm-hmm. what I can tell in this game. Yes. And now I want to talk about my favorite thing in this game which was the celebration when Yale got their score. Okay, that's what I was going to say. So I'm glad you're getting there. Harvard was near the line protecting its goal with the uh, same article, with the ball in the hands of the home club, where it's grounded and kicked it to Thompson, who with great quickness caught it, placed it on the ground, and with one kick sent it flying over the goal of the Harvards. This was accomplished just 25 minutes after the second inning. As the ball went over, there was a loud shout by the Yale men and a general throwing up of hats and rejoicing. Thompson was taken up on the shoulders of his friends and borne to a carriage containing some lady friends who congratulated him upon his skill and success. It was fully 20 minutes before the game was called again called. What? Congratulations on all your success. Here, have some Gilded Era roadhead, I guess. (laughs) That has to be it. Okay. Okay. That has to be it. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. They whisked him up to a carriage containing some lady friends who congratulated him upon his skill and success. <laughs> Just... Amazing. Uh... How many times did the editor have to rewrite that sentence? <laughs> That's like, this is what, like this was, this was in the paper in 1876. Wow. So what you're saying is Handjob Hill has always been there. I assume so. (laughs) Handjob carriage. (laughs) What happened to that carriage? (laughs) Like, I'm assuming afterwards that carriage had to be Lysol, whatever disinfectant they had in 1876. They fucking just doused it in that. No, you still had enough people who didn't believe in the germ theory of disease. They're probably like, ah, yes, this... This was this is this is a magical carriage, and it will help you attain your manhood. Exactly. Twenty minutes before the, the it was called, and the players at work. King. God bless. How many innings were in a football game back then? Two, I believe. <laughs> so they scored, and they had this like bunch of time left, like 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 five minutes, like not a lot of time, like five six minutes left. But this twenty minute gap after they scored, when they just carry off a dude, like I, I'm seeing them carry this guy off the field and just like keep going. The Harvard team's like, guys, what the fuck? Like, nope, oh. gotta get his hand job. <laughs> it's the Yale right, way, uh, the victory handy. Listen, <laughs> NIL was different back then. <laughs> and so, the same. Yes. Uh, before we go to basketball, can I back us up to Alabama for a split second? Because I need to share something that I found while looking up uh, Alabama DC rumors. Go for it. Is anyone familiar with Pete Golding's real name? Oh, I, I saw it, but I forgot it. I think Pete is his middle name, right? No, what is it? I'm hoping it's his, Paracelsus. His full name is Stephen Thomas Golding. Pete is not part of his name at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the intro of his Wikipedia article, Stephen Thomas Golding, born February 1984, known as Pete Golding. Okay. Where, where do we think Pete comes from? Well, he's about our age, Jordan. So I'm guessing that he just watched Pete and Pete, and he's like, there are there aren't enough of them in the I, world. I assume so. Wow, he's just slightly older than me. Damn, what a Delta State. Good for him. Who knew? Stephen Golding. Stephen Thomas. No Pete to be seen. Wow. And now it's time for basketball. 
All the sounds. Can we start with uh, live news that just ended? Go, go. University of Alabama, 101. Vanderbilt University, 44. Jesus Christ. It was 80 to 32 at one point. I know Alabama was good this year. Is Vandy that bad? Yes. Uh, no, they're not that bad. They're twelve. They're they're ten and twelve. So like, what happened? I'm gonna check how many threes Alabama hit. Was that in Tuscaloosa? Yes, I was a little worried that it was in Vanderbilt, but it is in Tuscaloosa. Yuck. They hit nineteen That's... threes. Vanderbilt okay. hit eighteen shots. Okay, so so they 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 shot they shot three pointers at like just under fifty percent. Nineteen of forty one. Vandy was three for 30. Three for 30. Vandy was three for 30 or 30 on threes. I'm not a basketball maths person, but that sounds bad. Yeah, it does seem bad. Oh my God. There was a guy that went one of 10 from three. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there were some problems. We all know that guy. <laughs> God. Basketball is, is one of those really crazy sports where because you do the thing so often, it like it you do the thing to score so often if it's not working it's clearly not working mm-hmm. it's not where uh, the basketball makes a very good argument i always think for like the most the, the 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 professional sport that is the good teams win basketball more often than they win other sports there's less randomness in basketball just because you do the scoring thing so many times unless you're just on a real streak there's no way to counter just being better at basketball there's no yeah. like lucky goal. There's no whatever. There are times when basketball just abruptly and with no warning whatsoever becomes golf. And like today you are just cursed. Yeah. Like yes. welcome to the worst day and you're just going to have to get through this. Vanderbilt was in the water the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Like that's like we've all been there in whatever in our lives. You've just had a day when like the thing you do is just not going to go correctly. And sometimes you're lucky enough where you can just go, I'm going to pass on today. Thank you very much. This is not my day. And sometimes and, you have to play, you know, 40 minutes of basketball. Yeah. yeah. And probably realized it part of the way through the game. It was the halftime score was 43 to 15. So 15 mm-hmm. fucking points in a half. That's 20 sick. minutes of basketball, 15 points. That's fewer than a point a minute. Ugh. That's bad. That's... And I'm sure I'm sure that the Alabama student section was understanding and respectful of the fact that Fandy was, you know, having some struggles tonight. I'm sure that this was an easy night for them. They, so they followed the Duquesne rules is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun, fun side story. Whenever we did ice hockey in college, whenever our team would score a goal, you chant the goalie's name and you yell, it's all your fault. But that's, that's the traditional yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine. We were playing, I think, Union, and we were up 5-0. We continued this. The game ended at 8-1. to At one point, they pulled the goalie. We scored, and we continued to chant his name. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, we sent him flowers and said, Hey, it was great to see you. When can you do this again? Wow. We were told that went too far. Savages. All yeah. of you. No shit. Hockey's oh fucking brutal, man. Hockey's tough. College hockey's are particularly awesome, like like yeah. bad yet awesome student section stuff. Yes, that uh, that that. But for some reason, you take the the catalyst of drunk college kids, give them glass to pound on in that like environment being closer in, and, and it's it cold. Beco- and yeah, right, and it just becomes mm-hmm. an absolute madhouse. I've I've been to raucous basketball. I've never seen, and I've not been to like top level basketball. And so that's saying something for me, but for me, raucous hockey is hard to beat because it is just like being in a fucking fight cage. Oh, it's not college hockey, like, like raucous college, rowdy college hockey. There's nothing better. I grew European soccer or South American soccer. Like the penguins games were expensive when I was a kid. So Mm -hmm. for for the most part we would go and we would, uh, you could go down to see the Johnstown chiefs, which is where Slapshot was filmed. Um, and they're fairly close to us and you could get a pack of like five tickets for 20 bucks and it also included food and 
like the kind of stuff you saw in Slapshot, minus the dude basically just getting naked on the ice. Yeah, that happened regularly. Yeah. Like that was basically, you know, like I UFC is now big here and it's not it's not a long leap to get from from here to there. It's it's also never this is why I I always try to sell people on minor league ice hockey. Whenever someone's like, hey, let's go do something, I always say, like, let's go watch minor league hockey. Because mm-hmm. even minor league hockey, when there's not a lot of people there, still has a lot of that fun. And if oh, you can yeah. get close to the, if you can get close to the ice, it's still like like it's it's just a fun thing to watch. Mm-hmm. And to watch someone's like face get smeared against the glass and head of you. I I would argue too that like there is no larger gulf in sports between the on TV product and the in person product than ice hockey. Yes. What yes. you see on TV and what you experience when you are in the arena, they are a gulf apart. Not it even, is a completely yeah. different thing. Yeah. If you I, have never been to a hockey game, uh, you owe this to yourself. Yeah. It, it totally, totally, totally different thing. Did I, we do the I, basketball I, intro? <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll do it again. Cut here, Jordan. Okay. So let's talk about basketball. Why not? This thing runs perfectly well without the commission. I don't it's know. Fine. <laughs> no, yeah, it's fine. It's cut us, but. So you showed me this Groundhog Day matinee game, but please talk me through this. So IUPUI, our beloved Jaguars, are playing Milwaukee on Thursday at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock local time. Okay. And it's for high school basketball appreciation day. So presumably the arena is going to be full of uh, 14 to 18 year old high school boys. So that'll be fun. Um, But yeah, the game is at uh, 11 local time. And not to be outdone, uh, there's another game that's also on Thursday morning. And I think St. Francis is the host. I'm going to check who they are playing. That one's at 2 p.m. local time against Central Connecticut State. Oh, the Blue Demons. Blue Demons? Blue Demons? I can't remember who. If you're is working that... from home on Thursday, you got back-to-back action. Is that up in Loretto? They're playing in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Heights. It would be tough. Like, it, it's hard to get people here on Groundhog Day, so that makes sense. I, I have a special place in my heart for the Horizon League. I won't lie. Like, Horizon League makes me happy because it's sort of the league that no one remembers. But, like, there are lots of fun teams in there. This is a, this is a like, Groundhog Day matinee. Oh, man, that's a rough sell for anyone. I'm excited. This is the kind of thing when you pull up ESPN Plus and you're just like, I got, I want to watch something. I need something in the background. Not that. Ugh. Is IUPUI supposed to win a game this year? Let me check. Good old Ken Palm. I, I highly doubt it. They are three and twenty. Yes. They are favored against Green Bay. That's going to be a great one on okay. Saturday. They're favored sixty-seven percent. That's the only game that they're favored in. Hey, they're can we talk about of Green Bay in Ken Palm? They're 360 and Green Bay is 362. So set your DVRs, everybody, Saturday against Green Bay. Can we talk about Chicago State being on a heater? Yeah. Chicago State. They almost beat Stanford, beat Citadel, beat Coastal. Like they are on a heater and they are, they are the the, the legitimate no sleep till Brooklyn. They have (laughs) gone from coast to coast. They played in South Carolina twice a week apart after making a trip to Palo Alto. The life of an independent is not great. No, especially not in basketball. Especially not in basketball. And they're playing Hartford, which they might win. This is the best Chicago State has done in ages. I'm they super happy. They deserve an ACC invite simply by being 80s or 20 spots better than Louisville and Ken Palm. That's, you know what, like, let's talk about funny things. Uh, who's who's around Louisville right now? Just give me that. Uh, you want me, I'm going to read the three ahead of them and the three below them. Sure. Uh, they're number 301. 298, Tennessee Tech, 299, Idaho, 300, the Citadel, holding that fat L from Chicago State. That's it, yeah. 301 in Louisville, 302, Manhattan, 303, Western Michigan, not a good year for Western Michigan, 304, High Point University. Oh, Where's High Point? What is that? Uh, I think that's in North Carolina. So what you're saying is Louisville's in great company, ACC strong this year. Yes. We're looking at like a nine-bid conference, I'm guessing. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just, hey, listen, they're bringing a sense of legitimacy to Tobacco Road, and I think we should respect that. Exactly. Hey, High Point's a Methodist school, Beth. You hey. We're okay with Methodists. Are they, are they still a Methodist school, or how's that going? 
Or shouldn't oh. I ask? I probably shouldn't ask. I'm about to find out. They may not have made up their mind yet. adventure between the Methodist Protestant Church and the city of High Point. Okay. I'm trying to. They're figure affiliated out. with United Methodist. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. True. We'll see. Uh, 850 students. We'll see. We'll see where they land on the end of that. On Wait, that split. How How many students? Five thousand eight hundred and fifty students. Yeah, they're they actually big. have a good grad okay. program. Like they have a good forensics program. That's the only reason I know what they are. Okay. But so there's only one, like... forensics, only one forensics program I know about, baby, and that's Western Kentucky. Big red, drawn chalk outlines, which is what I assume forensics is. <laughs> it's not far off. <laughs> not far off. So yeah. when, when we found out that Western Kentucky was so good at forensics, I just, I could, I imagined the scene from The Wire where they just start measuring things and they say fuck 40 times in a row. But it's just it's just big red, like out chalking chalk outlining bodies and you know drawing angles. I try to think in terms like when I'm thinking about small colleges, I try to think about how many teals big they are. How big is teal? Te- teal is about 800 students. Okay. Yeah, teal Undergr- is small. Like uh, are you, they just undergrad? Yeah, yeah. I think they might have a graduate program at this point, so it probably would have like 10 or 15 people. Teal? No. So we're looking at about seven teals for High Point? Yeah, it's about seven teals big. (laughs) Yeah, if you go to teal, there's a really good chance you play on the football team. Yeah, High Point is in the Big South and did not receive votes in our poll. Oh. Unfortunately. The Big South. uh... What's their mascot? Panthers. Ah, okay. Just so you know, uh, Texas A&M is 912 teals. Nice. (laughs) So we do have our poll this week. And Kevin's going to walk us through how things went and what we got from it. Yeah. So uh, first of all, you know, thank you to everyone that responded. We had 193 responses. One thing that I did want to note, you know, since I kind of just mentioned that uh, High Point doesn't didn't get a vote in this one, we had you know put out a call to vary your votes and spread it around so that we could get you know all of our auto bids filled out and you know have votes in all the conferences and everything uh 67 percent of d1 schools got at least one vote in this poll we nice. had uh 236 schools with votes and only 116 without so and a lot of those fell you know into some of the smaller conferences we've got two ohio valley schools that got votes two big south schools that got votes um but yeah no it was a really good spread we had two Honestly, two really dominant programs, Louisville and Georgetown, sort of ran away with the whole thing. Louisville was our overall number one, Georgetown was two, and then after that, it got pretty close. So yeah, it's going to be fun to read through all this. When I was going through it today, I really like I was going through it, and I found a lot of it was great that we had such a spread because it made making the full bracket that we'll release later on really interesting and very you know just lots of stuff in there that was really you know fascinating to me. Uh, I want to say our, our our one seeds were Louisville, Georgetown, IUPUI, and Cal. Cal having a particularly bad year out in the Pac-12. <laughs> Not going well. Not going well for them. Uh, our playing games were interesting because our first playing game is Virginia Tech and Clemson. And our huh. second playing game is Penn State and Pitt. Oh. Which is a spicy meatball, as one might say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who are our bubble teams? Um, so I was, you know, scrolling through and found kind of where the cutoff was for everything. So mm-hmm. Clemson came in at 55th in our poll and they were the last at large uh, bid that we had came in with 40 points. Uh, there were two teams that were tied with them that are out based on, I guess the order that I entered all of the teams in here originally, and it didn't get resorted. South Carolina and Florida A&M both also have 40 points. So I guess I'm going to have to come up with a tiebreaker in here at some point. So Um, usually I I didn't do it this time, but usually what I do is I tie break by number of first place for votes received, second place votes received all the way down to 10th. Yeah. I was going to do something similar with that. That's usually how I tie break. Um, So so Clemson, my apologies if you if you shouldn't have been in and bumping South Carolina for Clemson, South Carolina for Clemson feels correct emotionally. <laughs> so I'm okay yeah. with this. Yeah, it looks like going by that metric, uh, Florida A&M should be in because they had two second place votes to South Carolina's one to okay. Clemson's zero. Should have been okay. Uh, South been the Carolina Rattlers. had the most total votes with 10 out of those three. 
so so um, you know what I can actually because I haven't I haven't put out the I won't, haven't won't put out the bracket until tomorrow I can actually fix that. So I'll sub in. Okay. Or A and M. What were some good What were some good responses? The two I pulled here were Queens Park Rangers, and this one's a little long, but hang with that me. one made me giggle. Bel Air Academy after Will Smith graduated and Carlton was airballing threes from Steph Curry range. I like we it. all know the famous gif of uh, Carlton shooting. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's the side of the wall, like five feet from the back. That is a consistent response. The voter that puts that in puts it in every single poll. Good. And we, um, we love you for that. Cons- consistency yes. is important. I yes. ha- I'll have to admit, I had to do some research for my ballot because again, I'm not as well versed in college basketball. So I, had to t- I-, I took my time and was a very conscientious voter here. I was very proud of myself. I've watched very little basketball this year, so I learned a lot just through doing this. There was a single vote just for Kevin. I'm choosing to believe that that was me. I really don't know. There's a lot of people that just put random names in there. I also like to shout out uh, John Rothstein, who ended up in the poll and got (laughs) seated in our in our round in our round of 64. Let me find. Thank you to everybody who voted for John Rothstein. I really like you. Uh, Yeah, he's uh, so he he's got a really tough first round draw. Uh, he's the 11 seed against Iowa six seed. Gonna be a tough game for him. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> also, some other first round bangers. Uh, if you guys look at the Photoshop's Discord and scroll up, there mm-hmm. I posted all the rockets in there. Uh, got Duke Panthers. and Houston in the first round. Really liking Texas Tech and Stanford. Mississippi DePaul, Valley State. Hawaii and Dallas State. is a favorite of mine. <laughs> DePaul Hawaii ought to be a real banger. IUPUI Texas State feels feels right. Nobody voted for Whopper, unfortunately. No, uh, we do get uh, Wisconsin, Green Bay, Alabama in the first round with Wisconsin, Green Bay being the higher seed. Yes. Beautiful. People voted for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different versions of officiating. Good job. Arrest. Yes. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Always. Uh, the yeah. other one is that the winner of that Penn State pit playing game has to play, play random number generator Colorado as a three oh, seed. Gosh. So oh, enjoy no. that. Enjoy that. Somehow Colorado will lose the playing game. We'll just get Pitt, uh, Penn State again, second time. Yeah, they will man. They will manage to lose that game. Shout out to uh, Coach K, still getting votes in the poll, even you know Ooh. a full year into his retirement. Sorry, I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> there Sorry, was yeah. one vote in there that specified Coach K, the dog, and not the person. Is anyone familiar with this? I meant to look it up and completely forgot until just no. now. Also, thank you to whoever voted for the carrier. Apparently, Coach K has a puppy. Yeah, I see that Duke gave him a puppy, but is the puppy named after him? Because that seems really weird. Yeah, that seems like a lot. He had a dog named Blue. <laughs> There's a photo of him being licked in the eye by the dog. It, it's a it's a silver lab puppy named Coach. Yes, okay. the dog is. Okay, I, so I, as a member of his then. family is officially Coach K then. So yeah. okay, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> Okay, folks, I think that's it for this evening. It's a short one, but a good one. We are going to come back at you on Sunday to cover whatever else is in the world of college football and college basketball and whatever else we can think of. I just want hope everyone has a good week and that you score in your life to the point where you get carried off for 20 minutes of fun in a carriage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on Sunday. Bye, everyone. Wow.